Hey, hello, everybody. Um, welcome to the first episode of Cowboys Culture Podcast. Uh, my name is Ethan. Uh, this is my brother Jacob and our good buddy Stephen. Uh, this is a Cowboys-centered podcast where we talk about the Cowboys and we talk about the players and we talk about narratives about the Cowboys, and that's about it. So if you're looking for something else, this is not the podcast for you. So we kind of wanted to just start where we left off. The only thing that's really mattered so far is the Cowboys lost to the 49ers in the divisional round of the playoffs. So what do we think has happened since then? Yeah, so uh, – or back, what have we seen happen since then? Yeah, I mean, back-to-back losses to San Francisco, we did. It's painful. We did end Tom Brady's career. We did do that. <laughs> Tom Brady uh, lost his wife because of that. Because of us, um, yeah. So, yep, because of the Cowboys. Dak Prescott uh, ended his uh, career and his marriage. So, uh, moving on from that, you go into San Francisco. Rain Dakota. Feeling really good about San Francisco going in that game, I feel like. Leaving Tampa Bay um, with that skin on the wall yeah um you felt really good going in that game you knew we had the better quarterback going into that game and that's come on what what else matters in 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 that late in the year yeah um so uh good first half not bad bad second defensively it was good defensively it was great defensively it started off really hot really first play of the game also digizua Loving that. Yeah. Yep. Loving it. So, um, yeah, second half, uh, they made the adjustments that we didn't. Uh, Their offense picked up a little bit. Kind of a miracle uh, miracle catch from um, Kittle that Mm -hmm. kind of uh, changed momentum a little bit. Yeah, he had a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, if you're a believer in momentum. Um, So, yeah. So uh, I'm a heavy believer in momentum, actually. I'm a momentum guy. You momentum guy, Jake? Yeah, I mean, definitely. However, yeah. I, however, I've seen some games where we've had momentum and then all of a sudden, like, somebody does something and it completely shifts, like, drastically, like, very quick. And I think that is the shift in momentum. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> true. Uh, but, so, however, um, yeah, San Francisco, man, you wish we would have uh, adjusted offensively. And we just didn't. Yeah. yeah. First, I mean, we, we were pulling the same shenanigans in the first half that we were pulling in the second half, hoping they'd work, and they just didn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, we got, uh, if you can remember, the Turpin um, that play, return yeah. that we went mm-hmm. to the 40 or something, mm-hmm. and you have to put point – you have to put a touchdown into that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't – And I be, oh, uh, uh, and, then, uh, and then obviously that, and then Kelvin Joseph, who we all know and love um, – Go he, Tigers. He <laughs> he punched the ball out on a return, if you remember. And it was – I mean, we were at the at, at most the 30. I mean, the guy didn't get far. He turned around and punched the ball out. We didn't score a touchdown. Yeah. So. And those are the those are the things you're looking for in the postseason. You're looking for those little, those little gifts, much like back to offensively for San Francisco. It works for Kittle. It doesn't work for us. And, uh, you know, even with the gifts from Kelvin – from Turpin uh, on the return, it just it, yeah. man, we just didn't yeah. materialize. But and, you, and, and honestly, you saw that pretty much the entire season. There's some. I mean, Turpin is a very good returner. I mean, he mm. he takes it almost to the fifty every single time he gets it, except for when he fumbled it against the Texans. So I mean, there's no reason we shouldn't be scoring. But anyway, let's talk about some departures, gentlemen. What do we think? After, so San, we lose to San Francisco. Going towards the draft, optimistic about the next season, hoping for better things, 
Who do we lose? What happens? Talk to me. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think it's one of those situations where it's like we lost some big name. We lost some big name dudes on our team, um, right? That have been there for a long time. Guys like guys like Elliot, mm-hmm. um, guys like Schultz. Um, we didn't lose really, you know, a whole lot of people, but we did lose some guys that were uh, at least for a while pillars of the team. However, I do think that. You know, and, and we'll probably get into this later in, in the show. I don't know if it's going to be as critical that we lost those guys. Uh, that, no. That maybe some people think, you know, for example, when we lost, th- as, as opposed to when we lost a guy like um, Amari Cooper the season before, that was something that's like our receiving core went from a strength to like, I don't know what we're going to do with these guys. One man band, essentially. Yeah, yeah. CD Lamb's going to have to carry. But I think that this year, you know, losing guys guys, like if you want to talk about who are the most critical big name departures we've had, the the three names that come to mind, we got Elliott, obviously we got Schultz, we got Kellen Moore. We'll talk about it more. But personally, I think, and at least kind of like kind of I'm hoping um, this might be um, opposed as opposed to a Coop, Mari Cooper situation where it actually it's a major drop off. It might be kind of an addition by subtraction. Situation. Well, I mean, and show. I mean, Elliot, uh, you get somebody who he's good at short. That everybody always says he's great at short yardage, and I'm a believer in that. I like that about him. You know, especially for example, like in that San Francisco game, there was a third and one. He got hit early. You know, in the backfield. And second he still effort, reached, yeah. and, and, yeah, second effort and got it. Yeah. Um, but as a featured back, yeah, Zeke, uh, you don't feature back somebody who he, can – He was great. Who's just good at that. Yeah, Zeke, uh, I mean, 2023, 3.8 yards a carry. Yeah. Uh, a short yard back is uh, is pretty accurate. You know, Especially so. when you're paying him close to yeah, he's getting qu- million. Yeah, he's getting quarterback money. So, yeah, um, yeah so, I mean, hey, Zeke um, going to be a legend – around Dallas for a long time. Um, Zeke, uh, excuse me, Zeke was an easy guy to like, um, especially later in his career when he kind of got over some things, you know, some bonehead young young guy stuff. Uh, But that doesn't relate to the field. Um, Well, then you got, you know, then you got Schultz, man. Yeah, so, you know, you you look at a guy like Schultz, um, great mustache, much like my good friend Ethan. Much like me. Yeah. (laughs) That that was a big strong suit for him, the mustache game. Yeah, same for me. Yeah, for you too. Yeah, it's really good. Yep, I I could see you play in tight end. Yeah, I, <laughs> but, I'm uh, sure I could. So Schultz, you know, I, I've kind of made this point off uh, off the air. Uh, Schultz is a good tight end. He's an NFL tight end. He's going to be in this league for a long time. Uh, Bell Dak out a little bit uh, here and there. I just, um, I'm just not as a big of a believer in that he's he that. He's what bailed Dak out. I think he was just a warm body that was decent at tight end. Yeah, and I think somewhere. I think that's the point I'm trying to make is like Dalton Schultz facilitates a role, and we have other Dalton Schultz yeah on on the roster already. <laughs> you know, it, you know, you kind of look down the roster a little bit, and you go, okay, Jake Ferguson. He's a Dalton Schultz. You know, you look at Peyton Hendershot a little undersized, but he can do what Schultz does. Uh, And those guys did do that for us late in the year. Um, So just, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not crying home to mom because we lost Dalton Schultz. Well, and, and I think, uh, I don't know if you're about to say something, but I don't think that, um, like Jacob, like you said, I don't think losing Elliott and Schultz 
you're not going to see a drop-off in performance from Dak and or the backfield. If anything, with Pollard being a featured back, it's not something where, oh, can he be, can Pollard be a bell cow? I think it's it's something like you're kind of letting Pollard run loose and now it, not trying to be Zeke, but let Pollard be Pollard yeah. and see where that goes, Fair you know? Enough, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, so, I mean. Which I think, we saw was great. Yeah, I mean, and, and we'll talk about as we go through position groups, a lot of the players that, you know, on the team individually, but, I mean, I think – if we sum up everything that we're talking about when it comes to people we've lost, I mean, guys like Zeke, guys like Schultz, we, as people, you know, as players on the team, and 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 even pe- as a, on a personal level, like we love the dudes, like they did great things yeah. on, our, on our on our franchise. But it, it's just one of those things that came down to the money, obviously. Um, but like we've been talking about with guys like Zeke, it it it's, it just seemed like it was time. It was time. Uh, yeah. Also, you know, the money situation. But guys like Schultz. We we got we have guys to to pick up that production. Yeah, he so became re- one of the older running backs. Yeah, in the so league. it's like we did lose some people, but I don't think it's going to be devastating. Um, I don't think there'll be devastating losses. The biggest impact, uh, the most impactful loss that we might have had, and we'll again we'll talk about this later, could be Kellen Moore. But um, yeah, you know, just because because of the um, the play calling that you know it's a huge thing, and so switching that up could create a lot of changes for us. Um, but yeah, overall, when it comes to the departures, I don't think this was a huge um, no. thing for us this offseason. What I do think was a huge thing for us offseason that this offseason that I think we do need to get into are the additions because yeah. that was big. You know, this is something that typically the knock on the Cowboys or or what you know has been the narrative is Cowboys don't do anything in the offseason, right? Mm. Cowboys don't. Cowboys don't make moves. Yeah, can I say? But I think, yeah, I was just, I was going to say, I think we did, and I wanted to talk about a couple of those. Um, so yeah, like, yeah, I mean, and just, just, just before getting real into it, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the older state, uh, older uh, statesman here at the Cowboys Culture oh, Podcast. For sure. Yeah, by, uh, <laughs> by millions of miles. Millions. But, uh, but, um, you know, I, I will say, um, I do buy into the narrative that we don't do a ton in the off season. All right. Traditionally, um, we're, we're exceptional, uh, in the draft, but when it comes to free agency, we tend to miss the boat. It feels like over and over. So I want to say that this was one of the most exciting free agency, um, off season free agencies that we've had in a really long time. And I'm yeah. super excited about, we can dive into these individual, players but uh i i've never been so excited about free agency meets this year's draft and i know we'll talk about that but uh man what an off season so we can get yeah. into these yeah, individual it's been exciting can players I, do you mind if i start yeah go, go I'm, with your, I'm really excited about this guy. one and go I, don't, for it. I don't think well honestly the, everybody knows the two main ones but i would say the one i'm i'm most excited about is probably brandon cooks mm-hmm. simply because i mean offense it's attractive you know, it it you see the you don't see you know pass breakups and say oh my gosh that's incredible even though it is nice and everything you see you know who got a touchdown from Dak Prescott and scored a touchdown. Um, I mean we've had some guys for sure that are similar to him, but definitely not as dominant and as talented as Brandon Cooks as that speed that literal speed like crisper out running not only crisper out running but like if he is on a go ball, you are getting burnt for sure. And uh, he's healthy, 
It's not like he's a guy who's really dealt with heavy injuries because he takes care of his body. And he's got, you know, what, eight to ten years of experience as a vet in this league. Um, you know, I, I, especially as a, you know, two, like a high-end two. Like there's not many number two wide receivers much better than Brandon Cooks. Um, you know, and he's he at at – least is or at best is probably a uh, a low one wide receiver and he definitely was last season so you add him with cd lamb and i mean i know a lot of people have said this but i, I agree with Dak. i think cd lamb will be one of, if not one of if not the best wide receivers in the league this season especially with that kind of help and a healthy gallop at three don't sleep on that boy Gallup, man. He's tough for sure. Yeah, tough. Toe break. tap swag, baby. That's it, man. Tough toe tough, drag swag. Toe, that's what toe it is. drag. Yep. So uh, tough break for Gallup, you know, um, coming out of the contract. But um, mm-hmm. you know, just to elaborate on Cooks, super excited, super excited about Cooks. I think that's one of the, I think that's one of the most exciting uh, offseason pickups I've ever seen in, in as a Cowboys fan. Sure. So I, I'm super excited about it. A little bit of a fall off last year, um, but you know, did Houston even exist last year? Don't get me started but, with our game against them. But I don't mean um, to, I don't mean to cut you yeah. off, but I think the exciting part about the most exciting part about that is like, oh yeah, you added Brandon Cooks, but look at what we did last season. People are like, oh, you know, Dex interceptions, all that kind of stuff, which we can get into later mm-hmm. on, but. Sure. We were the most explosive offense in the NFL last season. Yeah. Right? And so, it, it, all that being said, you take the most explosive offense in the league that was tough in the air quotes, tough in the wide receiver position, but we're still the high, one of the highest scoring offenses. And then you add somebody who can literally go from Dak throws a deep ball and you're in the t- in, end zone. How many times can you say that happened last season? Let's not knock on Dak. It's that we didn't have anybody to do it. I yeah. mean, Gallup's coming off the injury, and he's not exactly even the really – I mean, he's fast, but he's not like Brandon Cook's fast. I mean, he's a bigger guy. And same for CD. CD Lamb is more of a just straight-up cook you in his routes, and you, you don't even know where you're going. Your yeah. ankles are gone, right? We've seen, we've seen what CD can do over the middle. I mean, you know, why, you know Gosh, so – He takes Cooks, a beating. Yeah, for sure. You know, small guy taking a beating. But, you know, Cook's – Cooks is that uh, knock the top off the defense uh, kind of guy. He's a downfield guy, man. I can I can think it's back. scary for sure. I can think back to a young Brandon Cooks just doing that nonstop with Drew Brees. Um, you know, you go back to twenty twenty one. Dude had twenty one um, twenty one yards uh, on average per catch. I mean, guys, guy, guys, you know, he, Brandon Cooks. If you look at his stats, which I am right now. Brandon Cooks doesn't score a lot these days. He just he puts you in the red zones. What he, yeah, does, he does, you know. Yeah. So it's a uh, you know. I mean, I, I'm super excited about it. Again, I think it's one of the the biggest off season moves I've seen as a Cowboys fan in a long time. Maybe it's just because it's an electric position. But uh, and think about this. This might be crazy to say, but like we mentioned before, let's say Turpin is still the the returner for us. He gets us to the fifty. Or the other forty on their on our side of the field or on their side of the field. Been known to do it. Brandon Cooks takes off. You got one play and it's in the end zone. Yeah, it's, yeah. It can be that simple. Yeah, I think I think when when um, when Turpin does do that for us, um, or we do we do find ourselves uh, early on on that side of the field, depending on what they set up in, 
we're, we are 10 times more dangerous because Brandon Cooks is on our team um, than previous. So, uh, yeah, just super excited about the addition. What do you say, Jake? Yeah, I mean, clearly there's a reason why we're all excited, I think. You know, and, I, and I've talked for a long time um, with, I mean, you guys know about how Brandon Cooks really brings an element to the team that we've needed for a while. You know, just a guy that can challenge, he, you know, he's, obviously he's got the speed, he can challenge that defense. Um, in a way that just opens it up, I mean, to, you know, takes the top off, but also gives CD Lamb an opportunity to do what we know he can do. Um, because you got to focus on Brandon Cooks a little bit. But sure. w the thing is, you know, when, when I think about this offseason, obviously, yeah, we're all excited about Brandon Cooks. But I think, you know, a crazy thing is, I think we could all equally be as excited for the Stephon Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore edition. Definitely, oh, man. In our secondary, I mean. It, if you look at, and, and me and Steven were talking about this the other day, I mean, <laughs> the offensive, the opposing offense's um, strategy against us was basically just like, where's Diggs not? And yeah. that's where the ball is going. And, you know, Dan Quinn did, uh, to his credit, he, he was able to figure it out eventually, but it was effective. Um, and, and so really I think the addition of – um, Stephon Gilmore, it, it was a huge need. It was something just like, man, like a major weakness now that I think is off the table. Now it goes from weakness to a strength. Um, so I think he's going to make a – him and Cooks are going to make a huge impact um, on the team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what do you guys well, think? Well, Any other? Well, when you look at – just, just to dive into Stephon Gilmore a little bit more, when you look at the games specifically like when we played Green Bay with Rodgers, I mean – Diggs, Diggs barely got – I mean, if he did get targeted, it's not much. Who was getting picked on? It was Kelvin Joseph. It was Alexander um, – something Alexander. Um, yeah. um, it was, you know, whoever we had yeah, it's playing. Just, it's just throw away from that Yeah, guy. throw away yeah. from Diggs. And same thing with the Jaguars game. I mean, that, that we lost those two games that we should have won. Truly, we should have won those games. We lost simply because our cornerback two was just – I mean, eventually we got to where – I mean, we had to start benching people, throwing people out, benching people, throwing people out because we just had nobody. And it's not to say that any of these guys are going to be like Stefan or Diggs are going to be a lockdown, which I think they can be. I think lockdown is just more of you have to go through your progressions longer. And then once you take that time, then you have to f you're at threat of getting hit by the best pass rush in the league. Shout out, Micah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Stefan, Stefan. You know, I think people – I think the biggest thing people worry about with Stephon Gilmore, again, super great addition, very exciting addition, especially when you are vulnerable on one side of the field like we have been. He's 32. The problem with it is, though, uh, he's sort of an ageless wonder. He's – everyone's saying he's 32. He's 32. How much does he have left? Well – he hasn't showed signs of slowing down yet. I mean, if, if there was ever a cornerback version of Brady with almost as many rings, um, it's him. He, he you know, uh, I'm looking at him right now. I mean, this guy has been shut down in this league for, you know, since you guys were babies. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> so, think PFF had him as like the number one or two um, man, man coverage, coverage corner. Yeah. And, I mean, to add that to – what we have on Diggs, you know, we, we know Diggs as that, that ball hawk guy, really great in zone coverage. I mean, it's just – I think it's just going to be devastating um, for the opposing offenses. Um, 
yeah, it just I think makes takes our uh, secondary to you know an elite level in the league. So I mean, um, well, yeah, I mean I totally agree. Uh, I would say that we can we should kind of like I don't know to to just break down the draft right now would just kind of be a lot. Let's just let's just talk about key additions and include draft picks. Um, I mean you I mean you got Mozzie, you know, you add Mozzie. Strength, upside potential, um, you know. We're about that life. Yeah, we're, we're all about that life. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I think just going along, this is kind of like my, my and you, you guys can tell me if, if you agree with this, but, you know, my overall thoughts on the, when it comes to the key additions, you know, you look at a guy, you, we've, we've talked about Brandon Cooks, we've talked about Stephon Gilmore. You're talking about Mozzie. I think when you look at these key additions, all three of them, it's like, when we looked at that loss um, in San Francisco, and we talked, and we looked at, you know, where are where were our weaknesses? What are the areas in our team that we need to strengthen? And it's like, man, our we went all out, in my opinion, this off season by addressing that wide receiver two situation, addressing that cornerback two, and then we said, what was the only other thing people could do against us? And it was run up the middle, right? And and we went out there, we get a guy in Mozzie Smith. Obviously, people have their you know thoughts and, and opinions on him, but man, the from, from their ports are if, they, if he could do anything, yeah. If he could Go do anything, he could stop Call the run up the middle, right? And so it's like if you can't do that on us, you take that weakness away. I mean, uh, so yeah. and, and and in all honesty, like you know, you can critics could say, oh well, he hasn't played in the NFL yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know. But but let's be honest. I mean, a first round talent, you know, w- with a system that Dan Quinn has put in that is just it's it's built, it's there, it's got a good culture. You think that, especially the progress. I mean, we've got. Oso Digizua, who's performing performing well for us, and he was a what fourth round pick, and it, you fourth, know yeah. he comes into this system, and he is performing way better than he should because we have great you know a great D line coach, great Dan, Dan Quinn is great. I I think Mozzie is going to be great, and if he is great, that D line with Big Hank. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, being able to. <laughs> Being able, you know, where where Quinn is comfortable saying to those guys that eat quarterbacks, you know, number eleven, you know, no, keeping sure. up uh, with yeah. the with the roster, um, yeah. So it's it's hey, we we've got this run, guys. Nobody has to sit back anymore. Pin your ears back. Armstrong, Dorrance, uh, you know, what's a guy's name? Uh, Parsons out of Penn State. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, like, you know, it's, it's hey, go eat, guys, because they're not having to sit, sit back Sam. anymore. Yeah, Sam, absolutely. Man, Sam's so, going to be a beast. So, you've got, uh, you know, hey, you know, and then the resurgence of LVE, you know, if that stays strong. Um, Bad year, good year. Yeah, you know, we, you get, know. we get flip-flops from him, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, the Wolf Hunter are all the same. But, yeah, uh, still. He, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this run game uh, – Going to the he's never played an NFL down. There's merit to that, especially in that position. For sure. Um, but man, does he have the right coach? You know. Yeah. yeah. And, and he it, doesn't. And the thing is, is we don't need him to be. Uh, the defense itself is already. Yeah, insane. it's already we, solid. We don't need him to be a Pro Bowler year one. It's if already he, the if best he's defense. A, if he's league. a, if all we need him to be is a, as a, is, is is even a solid contributor. But if you look at the trend the past few years in our first round picks. It's not just solid contributor. It's like it's star, the yeah. people star that in, end up become that, that have the potential to be core people on the team. So, but, but even if he's somewhere between that and just solid contributor, 
I mean, he's going to make a, tr- I think, tremendous impact yeah. um, on our defense. And so, yeah, overall, like, you know, like I was saying, um, in terms of personnel, uh, you know, players that we brought in this offseason, I think far outweigh the key departures yeah. that we've talked about. But one thing I wanted to talk about, you know, one of the last things I had in, in, uh, in the additions are, you know, we talked about we lost Kellen Moore. Schottenheimer as the OC, you know, Mike yeah. McCarthy calling plays. I mean, that yeah. could be huge. It, it, and, I, and I believe that they say, well, you know, it's going to look a lot the same or whatever. But in my opinion, I mean, it's a totally different scheme. I mean, he's a West Coast, Texas Coast um, play caller. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty different. Now, in my opinion, you know, people have just ran with that narrative that, oh, you don't want to score points. That's all. That's not what he said. It's just not what he said. He, he he wants to – he's taking shots at Kellen. He's like, this dude didn't know – he had the he had a good play, maybe drawn up, just didn't know when to call it. And that's that's not absurd to say about somebody. That's why he didn't get fired, but it's just like we're we moving in different directions. We've got a team that wants to do big things. And when, you, when you're not calling the right plays at the right time, that is where, um, you know – when you you need to move on to something different. I mean, Kellen and um, Jason Garrett. They, I mean, they're pretty much this. You know, they're from the same tree, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you 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 need you something think, new. You think you know Kellen, just like Jason Garrett, uh, and just like Ezekiel Elliott. That thing kind of came to an end, mm-hmm. right? We got what we were going to get out of that, and that's and that's that. So, um, Kellen Moore moving on. Uh, to San Diego, gets a new young quarterback out there. Um, L.A. Uh, excuse me, yeah. Um, NFL, please <laughs> don't sue the podcast. So um, <laughs> we we uh, you know we, it, that thing that thing ran its course. Um, it, teams probably didn't. Defensive coordinators out there probably weren't even having to watch film on us anymore. You know, <laughs> the, the San Francisco is a cosmicosm uh, of like just that was. Kellen Moore in a nutshell, man. He comes out strong, and then you kind of know what he's going to do, you know. Yeah, so, for sure. Well, yeah, and, and well, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, it's like we did so well during the season. We had so many high, high moments under the scheme, but it just seemed like in the in the key moments, um, you know, when when we faced defenses with good defensive minds, experienced guys, Miko Rines. We, yeah, we just couldn't really. It, it, it's like we couldn't make anything happen and so that's why you know i thought when talking about key additions i i had i had thought for a while you know it wasn't that kellen moore was doing bad but it it seemed to me that maybe we needed a a change maybe we needed some experienced proven guys um like you know like a schottenheimer like a mike mccarthy and i i'd just like to see how dak performs under a new situation with some experienced play callers people like mike mccarthy um you know having a bigger role in the offense guys like Mike McCarthy who who are known for you know their co- um, QB development I like to see how Dak does in this and so yeah I, I think that could be a key addition we'll, well have to see just really quick if you look at that San Francisco game kind of where we started off you know both games actually San Francisco has blown people out you know they just have an explosive offense and they have so many weapons that that can hit you hard uh, you can tell that Dan Quinn really just 
kind of bodies Kyle Shanahan, which nobody really does. I mean, he just he knows him. They they've he, you know he was his uh, head coach at for the Falcons, and he just knows him and he shut him down. I mean, under twenty points, I think both games, or I think they had twenty one in the first 20 one. Twenty something, yeah. But I mean, it was. But I mean, still, that's still by by all means is a low scoring game. Now you look at us. I mean, we were completely shut out. Whereas we play other teams that may not have a solid defensive coordinator or defensive scheme. I mean, we're putting 40 on them. Shout out the Eagles. <laughs> um, you know, when they don't have competent coaching on the defensive side, we blow them out. So anyways, also, uh, moving on, I wanted to talk about, you know, possibly Schoonmaker. We got Schoonmaker in the second round of the draft. We thought we were going to get a tight end in the first round. Well, we got one in the second. Yeah, I mean, when uh, when Micah Parsons tells the defensive coordinator who to draft, yeah, you, you move sure. on yeah, from you, your original you, plan. You, know? <laughs> you so, figure out a way to make that happen. Yeah, exactly. So Jerry uh, was like, "Oh, yeah. Micah said, okay, we had somebody. Yeah, okay, we had this. Good, we cool. had we had somebody picked draft out, him. but uh, Micah, uh, you know, Micah move over Will McClay. You know? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Schoonmaker, super excited. Uh, I guess we we were just really Michigan focused in this draft. Yeah especially early on. So, uh, no, you know, I, I, I would say I'm kind of the uh, college football blowhard on this panel. Um, watch a lot of Big Ten because I get up early um, because, uh, you know, real teams play at night. <laughs> Big Ten kind of, a, kind of an 11 o'clock deal uh, on Central Time here in Dallas. So, um, anyway, Schoonmaker, I got to see him a little bit and, of course, got to see him, uh, you know, in the postseason of last year. Um, dude can flat out play. Mm-hmm. Big old boy, um, which is so the, exciting, the, dude. The 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 guy. We haven't the, had somebody like that in forever. I, I agreed. Yeah. Listen. I mean, when when you when it comes to blocking, um, this is a legit individual. Um, when it comes to um, hands, this guy can play. And uh, you, 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 it's a, he's really something to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Flip side of that, somebody that was already here that showed a little promise, especially kind of into the season, Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson obviously has some hops. If uh, if you watch football on Thanksgiving, you know that. Yeah. So, um, again, uh, hand skills, I don't know if he's quite the blocking uh, tight end that uh, we're going to see out of Schoonmaker because this guy, I'm telling you, this guy can flat out play. Maybe, maybe the guy I'm most excited about, at least from the draft. Um, Schoonmaker. Schoonmaker, yeah. High on Brandon Cooks as far as the uh, as far as the guys we brought in all together, but as far as the draft, Schoonmaker gets me really excited. I just yeah. I, I feel like this guy can can really contribute and, early and, on. And one that I that I feel like just really quick that I feel like so many people just skip over so fast that we've gotten in the draft is overshown. I mean, the dude is in college was Fair. just a B. I mean, you know, Big Twelve, whatever. You know, people have their critics critiques about, you know, what conference they play in in college. But the dude was a beast. I mean, he's basically, he's basically Donovan Wilson, in the frame of, um, a linebacker slash like a curse. curse type. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Just uh, curse, just a little bit faster and looks a little bit more athletic, in and, my opinion. And curse is fast. Curse, <laughs> curse is a beast. Yeah. And and if you're putting that that person as linebacker and he is the curse slash um that i guess curse of the linebacker group i don't know how that person doesn't make an impact and he seems to be a somebody who's 
got a personality that can fit into the culture of the team that is willing to put the work in. And so I'm, I'm excited about him for sure. This team has swag, boys. Yeah. So, I mean, if y'all are good, just kind of summing, summing it all up, and you guys can tell me if you think differently, it seems like the consensus in terms of just what, we, what we've done since San Francisco has been um, really let go of some, of some pieces that maybe, you know, either were limiting us, maybe we didn't really need, even though, you know. Do you think Brett Marhart was limiting <laughs> us? At the end, he was. Depends and on the, the game. During the season, it was like he was automatic from anywhere. Yeah. I mean, he could be in the stands on the other side of the – he could be outside the, the stadium and kick it through the field goal. Tampa Bay over under 10 old Milwaukee's. <laughs> How drunk was this guy? Oof. I mean, he was worse than all-day Garibay, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> different area. But, yeah, you're – all-day Garibay. But you are, you are right, Jacob. Uh, I mean, you know – not not crying about some of these guys that are out of here. Yeah, super super. It, as good of yeah. teammates as maybe some of them were, it, it's it's like it, it seems like it was their time. Even for a guys like a guy like Kellen who did a lot of good things here, but it just seems like it was time. But yeah. then when you look at so when you contrast that to the additions, it just seems. I mean, at least to me, it just seems like we went down the line and made not just what we've done in the past by you know bring in a you know a, a random guy for cheap, but like went out, got quality individuals to fill holes in our team. And on the bright side, we didn't really have to give up much for it either. So I, yeah. I, I'm very optimistic overall picks. about, you know, when, when you look at overall who we lost compared to who we, who we got and what we did to address the weaknesses and, and the, the roster overall and even the coaching staff. Um, so, yeah, I think – from from then from that day that loss to today I, I think we are a significantly better football team Bet. with and, with and, and keep this in mind we were a 12 win team yeah. last season I think so take that 12 wins scary. team last season and the consensus is that I mean don't listen to the three letter networks that'll tell you that oh, we don't know no we got significantly better especially at our weak points not only did we get better at our weak points we now are in a good spot with our weak points, and everything else stayed the same. Yeah. So very optimistic. Yeah, the the, the those uh, those networks you're referring to uh, keep coming back to. They'll overlook all of this just to say that four is the problem. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, you know, man, there's there, you could build a whole show around that, right? So um, certainly could. But uh, you know, if if he's if he's the problem, just hypothetically, if Dak is the problem. Man, what a team that's built around him. Uh, you know, would you have liked to have seen something better out of Dak last year? Was it maybe one of his down years? Sure. And he strung together win after win late yeah. in the year when he came back from injury. Mm -hmm. Did it with a team that couldn't stop the run. Um, you know, defense keeping him out there quite a bit. Which is so, a beat down, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, but, um, but, no, just to your point, Jacob, significantly, significantly better. And it's been a long time, boys, since the Dallas Cowboys have gone off into an offseason and just made these kind of moves. They freed up the money where they needed to free it up at, those things that had kind of run their course, um, i.e. Zeke, and, and took that money and went and spent it. And that's mm -hmm. uh, it, it's time to get excited around here for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm also excited to see, like, you know, what we talked about, Dak, um, I'm, I'm excited to see him under a new scheme and situation. I think this is a chance to 
to really get to see what he's made of and it's a chance for him to prove himself. And I, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that. But so overall, it, it seems like we're very optimistic about the offseason, what we've done, what we've changed, coaching staff changes, things like that. We talked about that. But what I want to do to do real quick, you know, as we are, you know, because of training camp is, I mean, next week, right, right around the yeah. corner. So I wanted to kind of shift into talking about, you know, this, the team that we have right now, just overview of our of our offensive uh, positions and, and different players, our defensive positions, and um, talk about where we are um, before we really get into talking about some of the things we wanted to, to discuss about camp predictions and things right around the corner. But, yeah, so starting off, like, um, let's talk about the offense. Like, what are you guys thinking about our offense uh, – our offensive lineup overall, maybe starting with the O line. Like, how are we feeling? What do you got? What are your thoughts? I, I think that I think that to give, like I mentioned, those you know those three little net letter networks, and a lot of people are getting they're they're grasping at straws for content. Even even some Cowboys um, content people, the O line is going to be what you think it is come week one. You know, Terrence Steele is probably is more than likely going to be healthy. You know, they've been saying that his rehab's gone really well. You're going to have Zach Martin there. I, I, I'm, I'm almost 100% certain there's n- we're going to have that resolved. I mean, he's the best guard in the league. He's going to be there at uh, right guard. You're gonna so have just, just yesterday, as we're recording this, just yesterday, yeah. uh, Zach Martin, uh, it, it became obvious he's going to hold out going into camp. Uh, possibly. Possibly. He's, it's, it, it, the news was is that he considered it. Um, but I, I couldn't agree more, Ethan. This is an obvious, yeah, an obvious, obvious starter. Uh, this this offensive line, the, the starters are obvious. Um, we got a healthy, for who knows how long, Tyron Smith, one of the best that ever did it. Um, you know, uh, Zach and Tyler Smith. Um, this line is solid. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, better, well, hope, they better hope. Well, <laughs> and, and, and the biggest thing that people – it's just it, to me it's just ridiculous like, you know, are they ca- the Cowboys? They're not going to just—I mean—they're not going to just come out and give you their hand. You know, if you know, I—I I think I heard—I um, forget who it was that I was listening to, but I heard somebody say, "This does Tyron Smith get hurt all the time?" Yes, but hamstring off the kneecap or or knee bone, like your knee—it's not—it's not common to him. He'll he'll play a, a good portion of the of the season. Let's hope he gets the whole season. And if he does, he will be playing at left tackle. I can almost stamp my name on that. Yeah. And I can guarantee you that Tyler Smith is not going to just sit the bench because he's not playing left tackle, and you're not going to put Tyler Smith at left tackle and make Tyron Smith sit the bench. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, hey, kudos to Tyler because he came in and played out of position he's from down dog. one, right? He's a so dog. He is mm-hmm. a dog. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, everybody's going to be in position. Tyler Smith proved that he can play anywhere on this line, uh, maybe except for Biotish's position. But yeah, uh, yeah. but um, and he might could do that. Who knows? But uh, I mean, but, he's just got so much talent. I mean, yeah. my overall thoughts on the just on the, the athleticism for, yeah. for a lineman is I mean, insane. Man. Yeah, my thoughts are they the opposing team, the NFC. They better hope that our O line is not doesn't healthy stay healthy because yeah. I mean, if if you have if you have Tyron Smith the whole year, I mean, Tyler Smith at, at left guard, I, he's just got – I mean, he did so good last year. And I think coming into it, having a full off season, man, I think he's going to be 
so much better. You got an alternate a pro bowler in Biotish. Obviously, we know about Martin. And then Terrence Steele was just such a solid piece at right tackle. I think with that lineup, you know, people knock on our O-line, but we never had a healthy, a fully healthy O-line last yeah. season. I think it's we have, a, we have the potential to have a really a, a top O-line in the league. Um, so I'm excited about that um, when it comes to the O-line. Yeah, I mean, that, at one point you had, you had, you know, Biotish was out um, close to the end of the season for like a game or two. And then Tyron Smith comes back in and Terrence Steele tears his ACL. And so now you got your left tackle playing right tackle, no center. Center comes back. Now you're, you've got a 40-year-old Jason Peters playing left guard, Tyler Smith playing left tackle, Connor McGovern, who's I guess is now playing for the Bills, I think. And, um, I mean, every, you don't want that in your O-line. Is, is, what you want in your O-line is continuity, and we had everything but that except for Zach Martin consistently playing at right guard, thank God. Um, but – you know, overall, you've got the the backups, which we we can kind of be quick on because, again, like I said, it's obvious. You got Chuma, um, you got uh, uh, Sam Richards that could back up those positions, but yeah, nobody the depth, that the depth is deep. The uh, depth is there, yeah. but it's it, it's nobody's going to take it. No, none of those guys are taking this jobs. Josh Paul's not yeah. taking a job. None of those guys are taking jobs. But I, uh, I mean, I think the next position group that we can kind of talk about is uh, receiver, which we already kind of talked about with. Brandon Cooks, um, with that addition as our number two receiver, I don't think, again, there's nobody. Tolbert's not going to come in here and take Gallup, Cooks, CD. Nobody's taking CD's job. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I'm I'm optimistic about, um, you know, I, I think Gallup being fully healthy is a huge thing, um, especially considering he's going against number three corners and not, Sometimes number one, sometimes number two corners, you know. Mm. He's great, but he's not a number one. Um, and he's a really great number three. I think, you know, you can put him up against most number threes, and he's up there. Same for Cooks. Same for CD at the one. Um, so I think that, I mean, that's just what I think. And I think that that emerging role is open for anybody who wants to come in, you know, off the bench from the practice squad. Uh, a free agent later on down the road, it's open for them to kind of, you know, show out or shut up, you know, or leave, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that this is a, this is a good time to be excited about what we can do at receiver. Um, we obviously have one of the best receivers in the NFL. Um, and that, you know, the guy that we've already covered on the other side, you know, we we are going to um, to be electric early on in games when these mm -hmm. guys are these guys are fresh and out there starting. Um, again, exceptional tight ends on the inside, and uh, you know not to jump ahead, but uh, Pollard out of the backfield um, also has some hands. Definitely, definitely. When our when our boy Tony gets loose, we know what happens. Yeah. So um, yeah, super super excited about receivers. Um, agree with everything you said, Ethan, as far as, um, you know, this thing's wide open too, you know? Yeah. So at uh, least the number four is for right, sure, which right. we're not exactly worried about if it doesn't go well. You know, I mean, with, with the excitement of cooks and, and CD, you know, you, you forget Michael Gallup's an exceptional receiver. Yeah, he really, you is. know, and 
it's almost like when one of those guys has to come off the field, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Michael Gallup is a is a is a, a standout receiver in this league. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, as long as obviously as long as he can stay upright. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so um, yeah, I, I mean, just four's got some weapons. Yeah. yeah, I think overall the takeaway from the receivers is, at least from my perspective, is uh, it's something that was a question mark, maybe even a weakness overall last year, and I, I think it could be a, seen as a strength this year, which is exciting with with some of the pieces that we added. Um, but how about how about tight ends? You know, we've already talked a little bit about them, but personally, I think you know this is this could be the area with the most question marks on the offense. I think we, this is where we have really the least proven guys it's it's a lot of young dudes it's 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 a rookie and and some year two guys um but i mean in in from what we have seen of them what we know of them we've seen a lot of promise and potential so i mean what do you guys think yeah i just i i go back to you know the guy out the door was dalton schultz i don't think we got better and i don't think we got worse as of right now i think the the potential of getting better at tight end exist for us we have a deep tight end room at this point heck man somebody's got to go at this point right yeah so i I think you would want schultz week one week two and even week three fine but beyond that i think we're solid especially like if if you're gonna do some blocking stuff hey and you know unless camp tells us something different yeah jake ferguson's the week one starter around here yeah um big old dude he can block well enough He's obviously good catching the football. Um, he's not going to do anything electric on you. You know, this isn't Travis Kelsey we're talking about here, but he's a solid, solid NFL. Thanksgiving. I, I have heard. I've heard uh, Travis Kelsey 2.0 conversations. Yeah. Th- Thanksgiving. But, uh, he he did hop over I mean, somebody. Yeah. And the thing is, is when he gets the opportunities, he didn't get many opportunities. But when he did, he shined. I, I'm pretty very sure. Good point. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I, I saw some kind of stat that it was like yards over expectancy. He was like the number two guy on our team. Um, I think it was like C.D. Lamb or Pollard that was number one. Like when he gets the ball, he makes things happen. So I'm, I'm excited about him. I mean, adding Schoonmaker to the mix, a dude who is what we've seen or from, from what we've seen in his college tape, something that people say is going to come in at the very least. He's going to be almost pretty much a, an elite blocker. So, yeah, I mean, just overall, when you look at the, the, the tight end group, maybe there's some question marks, but, I mean, I think th- there's so much potential upside there, and, and it's exciting. Um, just, you know, finishing out the offensive side of the ball, um, we know what we have in Dak. I mean, despite what anybody wants to say, I mean, this dude is a top-five quarterback in the league. Top six, I think, is at, at very minimum. Um, I agree. So, so we yeah, know four we trust, baby. Yeah, we, we know we're strong there. I mean, um. Obviously, we know who our backup is uh, in Rush We Trust, right? Um, but then, you know, when it comes to to running back, we also know what we have in Pollard for sure. Um, we know how explosive the guy can be. When you look at our team, you know, people are going to say what they're going to say after Zeke. Can, can Pollard carry the load? If you go back and, look, and you look at last year, some of the best running performances we had were where Pollard was taking the whole load. I mean, the dude shined in the moments they gave him. And so I don't. When it comes to 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 running back, I really, I I tr- if we need to add a dude that can get short yardage, we got the cap room. I trust them to figure that out in camp. But I think we're in a good spot. Yeah, overall Malik with, Davis can go get that yeah. with yeah, offense. Can go get you two like, yards. Yeah. Um. So yeah, offense. I I think 
like we we filled so many spots that we needed to. We're in such a great spot, I think, to be who you know, considering we were already the number one offense, take that next uh, jump when we need to in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, but with that transitioning into into um, the defensive side of the ball really quickly, Ethan, if you want to you know give us kind of a breakdown of that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we already know what our defense is. You know, there's nobody who has come in except for maybe Mozzie on the defensive tackle and that is going to take anybody's job. Um, and even then, I think he's going to be in a rotation between Hankins and, and Osa. I mean, nobody's taking Stephon Gilmore's spot. Nobody's taking Diggs, Hooker, um, you know, Curse and – Dono, nobody's taking those spots. As good as Israel Mukwamu is, maybe he's a rotational person there. Nobody's taking his spot. We've got a top slot corner in Bland that's emerging. Nobody's taking their spots, and you can take. Nobody in the NFL is taking Micah, or and and, and very few people are taking Law's spot. So, I mean, I would just say the backups that we have uh, would be something to look out for camp. Um, that you could say, oh, this might be a good battle for camp and for preseason games. But outside of that, the defense, uh, secondary, safeties, I mean, linebackers would be the only spot where you could say, okay, maybe Overshone could, if he does super show out in camp, maybe he could be something special. But people are saying that Damone Clark's a very good player. He just had injuries that, you know, kind of slowed him down, but he's still a beast. And nobody's taking LVE's job. He's just, he's he's the pinnacle, you know, linebacker in our on our team. And, you know, so... Our defense is pretty much set in stone. It's the best defense in the league. The e- the Eagles have holes in theirs. You know, other teams like that that people are considering. You know, top defenses. Even even the the Niners, they don't have as a good a defense. Yeah, it as can us. build a can build yeah. a whole show around maybe those three teams' defenses, yeah, especially you know, over we, the NFC. So. Yeah, we have the best defense in the league, bar none, in my opinion. So I mean, and with that, that's you, big talk. Yeah, that is yeah, big talk. But I mean, let's, I, yeah, I don't see how you let, let's really let's go to camp. Honestly, let's move past this this. Uh, kind of position breakdown which we could talk about all day yeah if we're looking at camp let's talk about standouts let's talk about uh maybe some camp battles and then we'll wrap things up yeah i mean you know you look at camp uh, i'm excited to see i'm excited to see this tight end battle in camp i'm excited to see if schoonmaker can step up there with the likes of ferguson and i guess hendershot and uh maybe solidify his role uh on the offense uh a lot of running backs to go through a lot of running backs tony pollard as far as I'm concerned, Tony, if you ever come across this podcast, take camp off. So, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we're obviously we we know what Malik Davis can do. He showed us some stuff last year. Um, yeah. You know, and then you go all the way down the list, and you get to this uh, exciting name that everyone keeps talking about around here, Deuce Vaughn. Oh yeah, uh, um, for sure. Little guy, shifty guy. You know, keeps keeps getting that Darren Sproles narrative. We'll see about it. So that's going to be exciting uh, in camp to see where he kind of finds his way onto this team. Um, somebody's not going to come. Somebody's not going to – somebody's not taking the trip to New York City uh, week one. Uh, these running backs are so deep. Um, so that's going to be a fun battle to watch. What are your predictions? Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to be RB2? Uh, RB2 is going to be Malik Davis for me as okay. we sit here right now. Uh, we haven't got to camp yet. When we get to Oxnard – who knows what some of these other guys might could might can do? Might can show um, show the coaching staff, but uh, uh, I personally I don't want to get too deep into this. I personally am not huge on Deuce Vaughn. I know the rest of the world is. Um, 
it usually doesn't work with that size, unfortunately. I know this is an exciting back. He was extremely exciting at Kansas State. Um, shifty. Dad's in the front office. Maybe that helps out a little bit. But uh, but um, I do think he makes a team, uh, and I do think he plays uh, some sort of role this year. Um, we'll just kind of see how that goes. Um, can't wait to see who is the – the Turpin of this year's camp, mm-hmm. who's kind yeah, of that, sure. uh, that was huge. That, yeah, that, that, that guy that comes out of nowhere, you know, um, can't wait to see who that is. Um, and, uh, and you know, honestly, just Mozzie and pads, man, just seeing Mozzie yeah, just yeah, kind of for sure yeah. put people in the dirt and really show off his talent when, where it, ne- where it needs to, where it can be shown yeah. rather than how it was in like OTAs and minicamp. Yeah, for sure. Um, see, you know, who see who wins this quarterback battle between Rush and Dak. Yeah, that'll be uh, sure. that'll be fun to watch. You know, uh, so um, no. Uh, congrats, uh, Cooper Rush. Though got paid this year. Thanks yep. a lot for last year, man. Kept us alive, and uh, we wouldn't have been where we were without Cooper Rush. So, I, and honestly, just real quick for camp, I'm just so excited to see the cornerback and wide receiver battles, man. Just seeing who. Just I don't care who wins them. Just I just want to see it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so camp. with camp coming up. Um, so uh, this being your new favorite Cowboys podcast, uh, Cowboys culture podcast will be at camp. The two brothers here, indeed, Ethan and Jacob are headed out next week to camp. They will be live, which is why you are going to want to check out our socials, Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, subscribe to YouTube, to our YouTube channel. You're going to want to see the content that we bring back uh, from camp while we're at camp. Um, I'll be waiting for them to get back uh, because we will also be at preseason game number one. Um, there will be plenty of content, plenty of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of content coming out of this podcast um, during training camp and on into the season, on into preseason, on into uh, the regular season. Um, we are local to Dallas. We will be um, at games, bringing you firsthand content. Um, For sure. Want to give a shout out to our first sponsor, 360 Roofing and Restoration. Uh, get with Coy and the boys if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys uh, for to 360. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're gonna wrap it up here, and uh, we will uh, we will see you at camp via social media, and then um, directly uh, after these boys get back, we'll be putting together episode number two for you, and then on into the preseason. Look forward to seeing everybody then. Thanks. See y'all. Thanks.